You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop today. Talking about Janai Broom, had a good showing at the G League camp. Got an invite up to the NBA Draft Combine starting tomorrow. So, what does that mean for the future of Janai Broom? Let's talk about it right here on the War Report. Y'all know how we do. War Report style, let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. Morning drop. It is Monday, May 15th. You got Ike Jones in here talking a little about our guy, Janai Broom, who balling. No surprise to me that he's out here balling. Janai Broom is a baller, but he's doing his thing out there in the draft camps. Now getting an opportunity to move up from the G League camp to the draft combine that is going to start tomorrow. Uh, and he is going to have an opportunity to raise his draft profile. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is what's the likely scenario for Janai Broom for Auburn's concerns? And you know, what's going to be the scenario for Janai Broom and going forward, but yeah, hopefully your de- your week is off to a good start. Just as a caveat, aside from the Janai Broom stuff, Another congratulations to Auburn softball. A lot of people feeling as if they did not necessarily get a fair shake when it came to the bracketing and whether or not they were going to be hosting a regional. But they're in, of course. I don't think there was any doubt that they were going to get into the field for the NCAA tournament. So congrats to them for making the field, headed up to Clemson to uh, be a part of that regional. Hopefully they do their thing up in Clemson and advance and you know, have a little chip on their shoulder to go forward during that. But um, but yeah, so let's just talk a little bit about Janai. So Janai Broom uh, went into the process, declared himself for the NBA draft. A lot of fans felt very confident that he was going to be coming back uh, next season. Didn't feel like he really was a draftable prospect. But then he goes out here to this um, G League elite camp Um Two games, scored 40 points total in those games. Um, total of, looking at the statistics here, 16 of 25 across those two games in the weekend. 12 total rebound, twelve total rebounds, excuse me. Four block shots and three assists were his statistics. He was easily, uh, I watched a little bit of more, more so the highlights from him. Um, and then hearing commentary from those who were watching the totality of the game. And and pretty much what people were saying, he was easily the most physically dominant big man that was out there um, during the camp. And that's not really surprising. You know, Janai Broom is a guy who was routinely, you know, pretty much a walking double-double for Auburn. Um, when he was there, he was locked in. He was engaged, not in foul trouble, not injured. He was one of the best big men in the nation. Definitely one of the best big men in the SEC. Um, and Colin Castleton is another guy who was out there playing uh, during this G League elite camp who did not get an invitation up to the draft combine. Now, that doesn't mean that Colin Castleton's not an NBA prospect. I still think that Colin Castleton's one of the most ta- talented uh, center slash forwards that is going to be competing for an NBA roster. But what it does say to me is that Janai Broom can compete on the same level as some of the thing- some of the guys who people felt like were kind of like a can't-miss prospect. Uh, he's going head to head with those people and he's taking it very seriously. I just 
don't. I think it's to me uh, um, a thing where I always thought Janai Broom was seriously taking a consideration at the uh, con- a consideration at looking at the NBA. I just don't think that he was ever in this. I'm definitely coming back to Auburn. I'm just testing the waters thing that a lot of fans. Uh, I think more hopefully we're saying about the whole situation. Oh, he's definitely coming back. Uh, but I do want to ask you all here in the chat, and if you're going to be commenting later, where what percentage, if you were to put a number on it, what percentage would you say it is that Janai Broom, prior to the draft combine happening, again, that's happening tomorrow and Wednesday, prior to that happening, what percentage would you put on Janai Broom coming back to college next year? I'm going to be honest. I was probably about 60-40 before this on him coming back because, again, to me, it's not NBA or bust for some of these guys that are declaring uh, for the NBA draft or intentions to go pro. Um, I do think that there was a chance. Now I'm closer to 50-50, and if he does well at the Combine, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, again, I, I am not one of the people who thinks NBA or bust. Um, so. I, I am not as high uh, on that prospect as some people are. I really hope so, because without Janai Broom on this roster as it's currently constructed, that's not great for Auburn and what they're going to be able to do. But as I espouse when we were talking about this, I can't remember whether it was a drop or one of the the um, the other shows that we do. The way the roster is constructed right now, I think it it lends itself to Auburn being more of an up-tempo team next year. And I don't know how that fits well with what Janai does as far as skill set, just because I haven't seen him in an offense that is more up-tempo. He is more of a post player. He's working on his outside game, but he, he's not an up-and-down-the-floor, you know, fast-tempo. He's more of a, we're going to drop it into the post and play you know, in the half court type of, of guy. And that's why he was able to flourish, I think, a little bit better last season for Auburn because Auburn wasn't built to be an up and down the floor, push the tempo, push the pace team. You know, Bruce Pearl made a concerted decision. He made an, a, an effort to say, we're going to slow the tempo down. We're going to get into the half court. And that's where Janai Broom flourishes a little bit more. And as the season progressed, Auburn got better at allowing him to get those post touches and play through the post. Um, and just kind of adapting their style of offense to what I think suits Janai Broom a little bit better and worked better for an offense that wasn't particularly great at uh, scoring um, from perimeter. When you're an up-tempo team, uh, if you're not going to get it from fast breaks, you need to get it from early shots. And that early action, either it needs to come through the post or it's going to come from you know a, a, a long-distance shot. We weren't proficient at those early in the shot clock three-pointers um, that were open for us, but we just weren't really great at it. So slow the tempo down, get more into a half-court game, and allow us to work through the post or the pick and roll with Denai Broom, where he flourishes a little bit better, um, in my opinion. But again, it's not, it's it's my opinion, it's only that because that's what I've seen from him, and he doesn't seem to be a guy who up and down the court, he's really good. He runs the floor well. So not saying that Janai Broom cannot run the floor. I'm saying that. The best thing for him is working through the post because he plays really well with this. That's where he's most dominant is if you allow him to play through the post back to the basket um, or facing up in the uh, the high post. So anyway, um, my point in all of that is the way the roster is constructed, I don't know that it is optimal to add Janai Broom to that roster as far as his playing style, but I do know that we are in a talent deficit in the 
in our big man without Janai Broom there. Um, Dylan Cardwell's another guy who, you know, is, you know, was testing the waters and this would be his second year doing that. Jay Will also, I'm way more confident in those guys coming back and playing for another season. Jay Will already graduating um, and, and him not getting the invites to the combine and that sort of thing, I think puts it a, a higher probability for him to return and try to increase his draft stock. Uh, and, and also, let's be clear, just because you are flourishing at these draft camps, that doesn't mean that you can't come back, which is why I don't put it at, you know, 2% or something crazy like that. There's guys like Marcus Sasser last year, um, the Houston guard, who decided to come back for an additional season. The difference in those two is Sasser had only played one collegiate year. I think he needed to come back another year and develop a little bit more. Um, there's no chance Sasser's coming back to Houston this year, right? He's gone. But um, but Janai Broom has had a couple of years in college and has tested uh, his his chances or he has, has flirted with the NBA before. So I think it's a little bit more likely that he, he takes the chance this time around. Again, not something I want to see. I'm just giving you my, my thoughts on the probability, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts on the probability. What I hate for it is that as this lingers on, it puts Auburn in a really tough spot with how to construct their roster. And this is a spot that Coach Pearl and company are all too familiar with over the last few years with having guys who in their recruiting process out of high school were mulling over the decision as to whether or not they would go straight from high school to the G League um, or they would come to Auburn because that was really their options, come to Auburn or go to the G League. And some other uh, guys who have been flirting with the draft process and then ultimately deciding to go the NBA route. That's been a, a situation that Coach Pearl has been in for the last couple of years, and it makes it really tough for you to put your roster together when you have guys who are kind of in flux in that way. And we've had some major contributors to Auburn basketball over the last season that have made either the decision to go pro in the case of Wendell Green or the decision to kind of prolong their announcement of what's happening and then ultimately go to the transfer portal in the case of Alan Flanagan. And now with Jay Will and Janai flirting with the pro prospects and still not making a decision. Um, just key dates of note. Again, the last day for you to decide, hey, I'm coming back to school. I'm not doing this pro thing is going to be the end of May. I believe it's May 30th, either May 30th or 31st. I believe it's midnight, May 30th, though. You have to announce your intentions that you are not going through with the draft process. So we still have another 15 days or so. So Denai Broom will be going through that um, draft process with the uh, draft combine over the next two days. And then he'll have time over those 12 days after that to decide whether or not he is going to continue with his path towards being a professional or coming back and playing collegiate basketball. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. All right, let's see what we got going on. Corey Weber, who feels like we are in trouble, fam. He feels like we're in trouble out here in these streets um, in regards to the roster construction. 
Uh, Haley asked the question, at what point do they say, hey, we need to fill your spot? Uh, this is a really great question because I think it, it is going to be a thing where I, filling a spot and filling a spot in a quality way are really kind of different things, right? Like for me, it at this point in time with the availability, and I, this is something I probably need to take a look at, is who's still available out there in the transfer portal and are there any uh, uncommitted bigs that are out there um, that can play a four or five spot uh, out of high school. I don't think there are any big name guys out there. Um, you know, so what's the likelihood that they're going to find somebody of Janai Broom's caliber in a post player? Or are they going to try to play small ball next season and, you know, move Cardwell up to a starting position? Uh, Cardwell does run the floor fairly well. He's not a post player, so you could play an up and down style game with Cardwell if he's in good shape uh, for the season and be good uh, with Jay Will out there running at the four. So you could go with a guy who's more of a shot blocker, a little less polished in his offensive game, and then really just try to generate your points from outside and let Cardwell be more of a, a rebound uh, shot block guy. Uh, you know, going through pick and rolls and that sort of thing with him. So it it wouldn't be a terrible thing. It's just when you go to the bench, do you have anybody there, right? Like I'm, I'm, I am not as down on the prospects of Dylan Cardwell being a starter at center for Auburn because I think that he plays well in an up, up and down the floor style game. If it goes to the half court and you need to go to the post though, who are you going to be able to go to? I think that's where you get into guys like Cheney Johnson, who though he's going to be playing a little bit more three at Auburn does have a post game. So you can get him posted up. You don't have to have a four man. Like if you have a good guard that works well in the post, you can run the post through him. I think it's, you know, in the era that we're in, in basketball, uh, you just kind of have to figure out who your guys are and where they flourish. Um, so kind of depends on the development of Cheney Johnson and then kind of what style we want to play in the half court. Uh, but I don't really know where you go if you if Janai doesn't come back. Um, John Brandon says, who will play the four and the five? Um, this is a good question. I mean, this is a little bit of what I was talking about in answering Haley's last question or inquiry. If I were to take Janai Broom out of the equation and put my hopes in Jay Will coming back, I'm going to say something that's not super popular with a lot of people about who I think starts at the one to begin the season. I do think it's still Trey Donaldson at the one. Uh, so I would say it'd be probably Trey Donaldson, Denver Jones. The question for me is who's going to start at the three more so than anything right now. Uh, now, Tyron Lawrence was also in the uh, G League elite camp, did not get the invite up to the uh, draft combine. So he was another guy that was considering coming to Auburn. And the thought process for a lot of people was that we would go with a three-guard lineup um, and have Tyron Lawrence slotted in here. And let's be clear, if Tyron Lawrence comes to Auburn, he's going to be expecting to be a starter or get starter minutes. I don't think he's going to want to come off of the bench. So if Tyron Lawrence were to come on board, I think that you would pencil him in at the three. If not, then you're likely going to be seeing us, uh, Chris Moore be your three there. And then to answer the question about four and five, again, this is very hopeful me thinking Jalen Williams returns. You have Jalen and then you have Dylan Cardwell likely at the five there as the roster is currently constructed. That's the way that I would see that playing out. Um, and it could be a productive roster. It just isn't to me as talented a one through five as we would have hoped it would be. Um, and then you have other issues that you'd have when you get to the bench. But 
Um, we can definitely, I've got some Denver Jones tape that we need to get out there. I got some Cheney Johnson tape we need to get out there. We can talk a little bit more basketball um, and watching some film and talk about the fit for the team in that way. But uh, great question there. Four and five right now, I would think would be Jay Will and Dylan Cardwell if Janai does not return. Who else we got in here? Pocket Watch says, I'm happy for Janai, but if he goes, we're done for next year. There's no backup plan. I don't know. Again, I don't know that we're done. Um, I just think that you have to change the way that you think about how Auburn's going to get points. We should be better at being able to generate off the dribble this year than we were last year because we have more height and we have more um, proven scoring, right? When you bring in a guy like Denver Jones who has been able to score from the perimeter and on the bounce um, and you're bringing in, I think, a more seasoned Trey Donaldson who proved to be a better shooter than what we expected, already a good facilitator with the basketball. And then you have... Aiden Holloway, who's going to be coming in, who has shown to be a prolific scorer at the high school level. Um, and if he can be able to produce at that level here in the collegiate ranks, which I don't have doubts that he'll be able to do, you've got guys, KD uh, Johnson still on the team who can generate from the perimeter. You should be better in your guard's ability to, to generate from the perimeter. Where you're going to have to um, figure out is, again, what style of play do you want to be able to do with these guys? And how are you going to be able to control on defense, the uh, the defensive glass, and patrolling the down, down low to make sure that you don't give free runs to the basket? You've got a shot blocker back there. Now, Dylan Cardwell is actually a pretty good shot blocker. And if he improves his ability to stay on his feet when he doesn't need to jump and uh, you know, just stay out of foul trouble really is what I'm getting at. If he can stay out of foul trouble and he can make himself available to be a, you know, 15, 20 minute per game guy that is good on the defensive glass, good at altering and blocking shots. And that's really all you need if you've got good perimeter scoring. So I'm not necessarily ready to go there yet as far as, you know, we're done for next season. But again, my issue is going to be going to the bench, right? And and, and and why that's not as big a deal is if, and this is a big if, Dylan Cardwell can give you those 15 to 20 minutes per game. You don't have to go out and look for a score in the portal. You can look for a serviceable big that can come off the bench. It changes your prospects for what you need from the portal. And really, at this point in time, you're not going to get quality starters at the four and the five from the portal because most of those guys have committed somewhere. I do need to take a look at what's available in the transfer portal, but there still are a ton of talented guys that are in the portal, that can, but that aren't going to come in and be starters for you um, really at this point in time. So not done. You just kind of have to change your strategic approach to how you want to go in and attack what you're going to do specifically defensively. I think offensively, Auburn will be fine being able to pay a pick and roll, play a pick and roll game and have better shooters on the perimeter. We're not going to have a post-up guy um, so what you're going to work worry about or not worry about, what you're going to hope is that a guy like, again, Jay Will comes back who can be a medium range threat for you. And then hopefully Chaney Johnson is ready to make the step up to this level and be a secondary post, you know, 15 to 20 uh, foot threat from the post there, being able to attack off the bounce as well. And he can step out and shoot the three. So not quite done, but definitely have some issues that you need to address. And you'll have to figure out some different ways that you want to be able to attack. Christian Crawford says he's 15% on the prospects of whether or not Janai is going to be coming back. Very low probability there from Christian. P-Pass is the exact opposite. He thinks it's 85% that Janai Broom returns pre-combine. I am not as high as you there, P-Pass. Uh, Haley is at 30, not as optimistic there. 
Stephen Bradley asked, where was this during the season? 75%. It was there a lot during the season. I I mean, Janai Broom was one of the best players for Auburn. He averaged. So, I mean, if you look at what he averaged out there in those two games, it was around 20 points per game. He averaged 17 points per game over the season. Uh, he averaged uh, he averaged nearly a double-double for Auburn. This is pretty much what we saw from Janai Broom on a regular basis if you take the average of his season. Uh, he showed some of the same things that were issues for him. He went like, I think, 6 of 10 from the free throw line in that first game. Um, and then the next game, he only missed one free throw, right? So he was inconsistent from the free throw line, but physical, scoring the ball pretty much at will when he got the opportunities down low, rebounding the ball proficiently, blocking shots, uh, you know, at around two blocks per game. That's that's who Janai Broom is, right? Like it's it, it's kind of, he's pretty consistent. If he's able to improve his three-point shooting, which he's shooting a lot more now, then he becomes an even bigger target for NBA teams because there's just not a lot of dominant post bigs anymore, right? So if you have a guy who can dominate in the post or be physical down low, can really get you boards, and that person can potentially step out and shoot threes, it's a different prospect, man. It's just the NBA is different now. And if you're looking to play a game that allows you to go to the post, Janai's a guy who could who could be good on a roster, man. I'm just saying. Brandon Carter's at 45% on his prospects for Janai. That's closer to where I am. Again, I think it's about 50-50 right now. Uh, and if he does well next week, then I'd drop that percentage a lot more. If he doesn't do well, I think it would still be a close to 50-50 proposition. Um, but we'll see. Christian says, I knew he was gone. He's too good. He's actually more skilled then we got to see at Auburn at Moorhead showcase more talent, in my view, based on his tape. I mean, you have to consider the, the level of competition at Moorhead. He was able to do that a little bit more. Also, you have to consider we weren't focusing, and I think this was probably, it's going to be an interesting proposition if he returns as to whether or not this continues to be the thing. Our guards are were not good at post-entry passes. They just weren't. Janai is a post guy. They weren't good at post-entry passes. So Coach Pearl and staff did a really good job of reconstructing an offense that allowed Janai to get the touches he needed. I don't think we played through Janai the way that we should have last year. And Moorhead State, they were running the ball through him very consistently. Uh, so, you know, to your point, Christian, we didn't feature him in the way that I think he should be featured. But my counterpoint to that as far as his NBA career would be concerned is – He's not such a can't-miss prospect that he's going to be featured in that way immediately in the NBA as either, right? So him getting a year at Auburn and learning to not be the guy, but still being able to consistently put up points, I think is a really good thing for Janai. Because if you're not going to be the guy on your team uh, going into the NBA, you need to learn how to be able to score and contribute in other ways and still be productive. And I think it was a good season for him to be able to do that. Uh, Steve Bradley jumps in and says that seven, five dude that played at Arky and now at Oral Robert has entered the portal. He might be a good fit for coach Bruce Pearl. Haven't looked at, um, who you're talking about, but I definitely will go check it out and see. Uh, but again, I think that it puts you in a position where you can take a person who isn't necessarily high on people's board, but could come in and give you significant minutes. So that'd be good. This is the guy who um, I'm excited about. I just saw somebody mention his name. Corey, we need to add Julian Phillips. Man, if we could put Julian Phillips on this team, 
that changes a lot. I think you are more primed to be an up and down the floor team that still would have the size and physicality to be able to play, get boards, and um, and and just really be up and down on teams as far as the tempo. Um, and, and can you could just push pace, and you'd still have enough size inside with Julian Phillips on this team. I think that that would be a great addition. Um, I don't know where Julian Phillips sits right now as far as draft prospects are concerned, but he would be a guy I would look out for here. If he were able to transfer to Auburn and get the waiver to play next season, I think Auburn is in a really good spot to be good, even if you're starting a Dylan Cardwell, who a lot of fans are not high on at the five. Because again, you don't need Dylan to play like Janai did. You don't. You need Dylan to be who Dylan is with more minutes. You need him to a Dylan in less foul trouble. That's the position that um, Dylan Cardwell needs to be for this team. And I think that he has an opportunity to be that. He's going to need to get his conditioning up and he's going to need to figure out how to stay out of foul trouble. Him and Walker Kessler need to be good friends this offseason on how you know you improve your ability to contest and block shots without getting in foul trouble consistently. If he can do that, uh, then he'll be in a will be in a good spot for Auburn. He will also be in a good spot. Uh, James Moore says Grant Nelson, a 6'11 big, was also looking at the league and or transferring. So that's another prospect I think that's out there. I'll take a look at the transfer portal and see who's in there right now and see what other prospects are there. But right now, you know, there's just not a again, there's not going to be a ton of quality guys. So you'd be really looking for someone who could come in and contribute off the bench or if you think they're slightly better offensively than Dylan Cardwell, but same size wise as him, um, you could bring them in as a starter. But I do think that Auburn has some options out here. All is all hope is not lost yet. Uh, we'll see how things progress. But that's it, man. We're going to get out of here. We will uh, talk a little bit more basketball, a little bit more about this later. Again, I got a lot of tape I want to get out here for you guys. But hopefully you guys have a wonderful day. We'll be back at you tomorrow morning with another drop. Until then, and as always, War Eagle. Peace. Drop!